Hello, welcome to the Opinionistics. I'm your host, John Milone. In this episode, do we have any other co-hosts for whatever reason? I guess. Introducing from Detroit, Michigan, Mark M. Bello. Hi, how are you? Great. So, what is it you do for a living? Well, I for a living, that, that's a that's a loaded question. I I can't say I make a living at what I do, but but. Um, for a living, I practiced law for 40 years. Post-retirement from the practice of law, I decided to write a book about an experience I had as a lawyer. And that book turned out to begin uh, a career, if you will, as a legal-themed novelist. And that's what I've been doing for the last seven, eight years. Oh. Very nice. And what books you have written or yet to be written so far? <laughs> uh, I have a few that have yet to be written so far, or, or they're in the process of being uh, completed and edited and published. But uh, I have written so far uh, eight Zachary Blake legal thrillers, uh, two children's social justice and safety picture books, a Jewish cookbook, surprise, surprise, how, how that fits in, I don't know, uh, and a cozy legal mystery. So I took the legal thriller genre and the cozy mystery genre, and I combined them and created this, what I call a cozy legal mystery. Ah. Interesting twist. Very good. And I'm, I'm having fun. Fantastic. So, uh, and what was your experience as a lawyer been like? The experience as a lawyer who writes? Was that the question? Well, law, you're a lawyer. But, well, before before you went to writing, you've worked as a proper lawyer. I was wondering Correct. what your experience is like as an actual lawyer. The, my practice was uh, uh, basically a standard, if you will, a garden variety personal injury practice where I handled auto accidents, uh, premises liability cases, a few malpractice cases, a few police brutality cases. Uh, the case that resulted in the first book was a case against the Catholic Church uh, where a priest uh, sexually abused two children and uh, then tried to cover up the crime. The result was what I call the case of my life, and their behavior was so abhorrent to me that I thought, someday I'll write a book about this, and that bucket list item, if you want to call it that, uh, resulted in my first novel, which is called Betrayal of Faith. All right, then. If you could live anywhere in the world, where would it be? If I could live anywhere in the world, where would it be? That's an interesting question. I, I think you're the first person to ever ask me that question. Uh, I, I like where I live. I have I have nine grandchildren, and they all live within 20 miles of me. So I, uh, unless my grandchildren 
and my children moved out of town, I think I'm very happy where I am. <laughs> okay. Cool, cool. If we're talking about weather or something like that, uh, you know, Hawaii, or, although, although you got to worry about things like what happened there recently and um, hurricanes and, and cyclones and, you know, every, every tropic, uh, every climate, rather, has its problems. And, you know, Michigan can be cold in the winter, but you can always go somewhere for the winter. So uh, the number one value of mine is family, and my family's here. So I don't think I would choose to live anywhere else. Okay. That's, that's good. If you were given 500 acres of land, what would you use it for? What would I use 500 acres of land for? Hmm. Are you going to edit out the pauses and the hmms? <laughs> uh, no, no. I was just waiting for your answer. Um, the... I, I don't know. I, I probably something that that um, I, I don't know enough about farming or climate or any of that, but I would probably use the land uh, as something that would benefit the climate, uh, benefit mankind, whether it be to grow organic uh, produce, whether it be something that benefited um, uh, the climate around the land, it would probably be something like that. And given given that I'm probably completely inept at working the land, I might even consider donating the land to somebody who uh, can do some of the things I just talked about. Ah, okay then. Yeah, I would have done something similar, although it would be more of a a constructed city kind of, with shops and apartment slash offices, multi-purpose buildings. So uh, it was all put into one place and everyone could go get anywhere they want to within a walking distance and as well as strong strand, transport, of course. That would that would be kind of neat. Uh, uh, you know, build, build my own city. Uh, that, 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 that'd be interesting. An all, yeah. an all, an all inclusive uh, utopian city. That would be cool. Yes, absolutely. Would you rather speak yeah. all languages or okay. talk to animals? So, yeah. Okay. Wait, did you hear my? Did you hear what I just asked you? I, I thought it was a statement, not a question. Hit, hit no, it down. was not. No, I just asked you. Would you rather speak all languages or talk to animals? I would rather talk to animals. I, that would that would be extremely neat. First of all, speaking different languages is something other people can do for you. So you can bring a translator along with you everywhere you go. Speaking to animals would be an absolutely one-of-a-kind unique experience. So I would choose the, the animals. Sweet. Do you have any pets? I don't have any pets any longer. I had pets. I had uh, dogs all my life until the last one passed away. My children all have pets, uh, dogs. My um, my oldest child lives on the equivalent of a farm, so she has uh, two dogs, a cat. Uh, she has barn cats. I think that she might have more than one cat. Uh, a a pig, 
uh, a couple of goats. Uh, <laughs> they're having fun. The kids are learning how to take care of um, animals and work a farm. So it's kind of neat. Okay, that's kind of cool. What could you it's, do? A 40... Sorry, go on. No, I was, it's a neat place. Okay, that's nice. And, and, a good, and a good experience for them. Fabulous. What could you do a 40-minute presentation on without any preparation? Social justice, my books. Uh, I, I could... I could do what we're doing now without being asked questions. I, I, I'm pretty sure I could do 14 minutes about the various topics and importance of those topics that I write about. Nice. What has taken you the longest to get good or decent at? What has taken me the longest? I heard that part. What was the second part? What has taken you the longest to get good or decent at? That's an interesting question. I love these questions. They're, they're, they're different than almost any interviewer has asked me. I would say, I would say, good or decent head. I would say I'm still learning to be a father and a grandfather. I, I became a pretty decent lawyer within seven, eight years. I became a decent writer rather quickly. I wouldn't say I'm. Uh, I, I could I could be better, but you asked the, the question was decent, not not excellent. So uh, I, I would say, I'm still I'm still learning uh, how to be the best father and grandfather I could be. Fantastic. And, and I would add to that the best human being I could be. I think we're, I think we're all. Um, capable of being better. Yeah, absolutely. What is the one thing you can't live without? Family. My family. Indeed. What superpower could you could do you wish you could have? The ability to fly. Ah, classic. I would like to fly from place to place. <laughs> Yeah, me too. I mean, I suppose you could say immortality or, uh, you know, be, be the man of steel, so to speak. But but uh, from the standpoint of separating out superpowers that, that the various uh, heroes that we grew up uh, watching and listening to, especially at my age, uh, I'm 71, by the way. Uh, so I, I go back to when Superman was on television um, and Batman was Adam West. <laughs> uh, but flying, it would be neat. Fantastic. What's the weather like where you are? It's a, it's a uh, I live in the Midwest. Uh, if you've been to New York, the weather's similar here to the East Coast, other than you don't get nor'easters. And the storms are much worse in in, uh, in the east and on the coast than it, they are in the Midwest. It gets very cold here in the wintertime. It doesn't snow as much as it used to. So I can tell you firsthand that there seems to be something uh, to this climate change notion 
It doesn't get as cold as it used to get in Michigan. Um, but it does get for as long. It doesn't get as cold for as long. Uh, you get very cold days, like the old days, but we don't get the huge snowstorms we used to get. We don't get torrential downpours like we used to get. The weather has become much more mild, surprisingly, uh, consistently mild, uh, not terribly hot in the summertime, although we, there, there's a few days here and there, but and not terribly cold in the wintertime. Spring and fall are are extremely nice seasons where the uh, flowers and trees bloom in the in the spring, and you get fall colors and and uh, a, a transition from uh, summer to fall to winter uh, in the fall, and the colors and the uh, scenery just becomes beautiful. Ah, Michigan's a, neat, Michigan's a neat state. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's nice. I've and heard a lot more, of, and we have more lakes than anybody else uh, in America. Okay, that's cool. I've heard a lot about the Midwest. Some days get really hot, other days get really cold. It's uh, it's very wide the temperature range. Range not I've heard. Con- not consistently. It can yes. get very hot. It can get very cold. But it, you won't you won't see these consistent. Like, you know, you, you read about Texas and and they have, you know, 50, 60, 70 consecutive 100-degree days. We might get a 100-degree day here, but it, that would never happen consistently. Same thing with cold. You might get a sub-zero day. You might get a sub-zero week at the most, but you won't get a consistent pattern of sub-zero weather for many, many, many days like they would in, let's say, Minnesota. Oh. Okay. Or in Canada, for that matter. Oh, yeah, Canada. I've heard a lot about Canada's snow. Falling, falling, falling. Sprinkle, sprinkle. But, yeah, it's crazy. Detroit, where I live, by the way, is um, if you you go over a a bridge or you go through a tunnel about a mile and a half long, and you're in another country, Windsor, 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 Canada. Oh, yeah. Ontario. Ontario, yes, very good. You can see it, for instance, from a uh, from the sh- the Detroit River shoreline across the river is Windsor, Ontario, Canada. Okay, that's cool. Which is a neat little town, by the way. Yeah, it sure is. If you were chosen to be a colonist for a new habitable planet. Would you take the opportunity? I've been a columnist. Uh, I've written for a, a couple of uh, legal publications and a uh, national political uh, online newspaper. Uh, so yes, I, I I would absolutely take the opportunity to write articles about the topics I feel passionate about. Uh, I'm I'm. A left-leaning Democrat, and uh, the issues that are important to uh, Democrats typically are important to me. Uh, which is why, by the way, my books are ri- are 
books about social justice typically and how the legal system treats people uh, or should p- treat people if it works correctly. Uh, and in, in my books, uh, Zachary Blake, the hero or the protagonist of my books, uh, makes it his mission to uh, make sure justice is enforced, both on the criminal side and on the civil side. Uh, the civil side of, of the law is uh, where I practiced when I practiced law. I was not a criminal lawyer. Ah, all right then. Do you prefer headphones or earbuds? I prefer headphones. I have trouble keeping earbuds in my ear, and I don't hear well, as you probably noticed from the fact that I couldn't hear some of your questions. Oh, yeah. So, so headphones work better for me. Okay, okay, that makes sense. When things break, would you fix them or replace them? There's another question I didn't hear. Say it again. When things break, would you things, fix when it? When things break. When you, do you, would you fix it or would you replace it? Fix or repaint? Replace. Replace. You know. Okay, got it. Um, <laughs> I'm going to answer that two ways. I would fix it, but I have a wife who would replace it. And I'm a yes, dear kind of husband, so I would probably defer to her and replace it. <laughs> oh. I, I subscribe to Happy Wife, Happy Life. So uh, she would not accept the quality of a piece that was broken and fixed uh, as well as she would a piece that was replaced. Uh, Having said that, there is the issue of cost. If it would cost uh, an arm and a leg to replace it and fixing it was at least uh, decent where the defect was hardly noticeable, uh, perhaps we could get away with fixing it. Uh, it's not It's not necessarily an either-or fixed question. <laughs> Still good? Fabulous? If you were to create your very own job title, what would it be? I did that already. A, a social justice novelist. Fantastic. I created that that my own my own job title. And it sounds great. Have you ever experienced any paranormal activities? I wouldn't say so. I, I, has has anything unusual ever happened to me? Uh, have I heard stories? Have I have I uh, gotten stuck at a light and an accident occurs? You know, five seconds before or after the had I gone through the light instead of stopping at the yellow, I might have been in the accident. Things like that have happened, but I, I wouldn't say anything paranormal. Para, Paranormal, right? That's that's the word. Mm-hmm. Isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, I thought I thought I saw a flying object, an unidentified flying object once, but it turned out to be a plane. Ah, interesting. If you could turn any activity into an Olympic sport, what would you have a good chance at winning a medal for? At seventy-one. Uh, none. 
what I'd like to see as a uh, as a um, Olympic sport, I don't know if they've done it yet, is pickleball. I enjoy playing pickleball and tennis. Um, it's my primary physical activity right now, and pick, pickleball is a lot of fun. And I and I I've watched it on ESPN a few times. It's an interesting sport to watch as well. Never it never occurred to me that it would be, but it is. And if it's not an Olympic sport yet, it will be, and I certainly like it to be. Oh, that that'd be pretty cool. Have you played pickleball? I've never heard of it. Write it down. It's a lot of fun. It's 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 a te- it's tennis. I would say it's a combination of tennis and maybe ping pong. It's played with a wiffle ball <laughs> and a uh, a hard paddle on a court about a quarter the size of a tennis court. Oh, okay. That's interesting. It's a, lot, it's a lot of it's a lot of fun. Cool, cool. For a senior, there's not as much uh, movement required as there is with tennis. If you consider the different sizes of the courts. All right, then. That's interesting. That's good to know. If you could erase one past experience, what would it be? If I could erase one toxic... Past experience. Past experience? Yes. Oh, my God. I've made so many mistakes in my life. Uh, I, I would... I would I'm, I'm not going to elaborate... But I would eliminate some business decisions I made in my life that that had negative consequences, not just for me but for others. Uh, other than that, I've had a very nice, productive, happy uh, life. And and as I indicated, I have I didn't indicate how many children I have. I have four, and I'm going to in uh, October, November depending on when the baby decides, I'm going to have my 10th grandchild. So I'm very blessed in, in term, as somebody who was raised by loving parents in a, in a family I valued. And I've taken what my parents, the example my parents set, and I have a uh, lovely family and... Uh, the children of my children are are wonderful as well. So I'm I'm having a good time watching my family grow. Uh, I, I wouldn't change that for the world. That's great. What is your favorite quote? Justice, justice shalt thou pursue. From the Bible. Oh, okay, that's cool. I think Deuteronomy. Oh, okay. I'm not, I'm not positive, but I, th- I think it is. Okay. Old Testament stuff. I'm a oh, Jewish yeah. boy. Oh, okay. Cool, cool. What has taken you the longest? No way, I already asked you that. Yes, you how did. much t- How much time do you spend on the internet? It depends on what I'm doing. If I'm researching for a book, I spend a lot of time on the internet. If I'm not... Uh, just checking my email from time to time. I, I, I spend a lot of time on the computer because I write 
using my computer, but I don't spend a lot of time on the internet unless I'm researching. Okay. I or or doing so, or doing something like this. This is this is spending time on the internet. Okay. I've given a lot of interviews on the World Wide Web, so you I guess you could call this quote using the internet. Ah, yes. Unquote. Of course. How did you spend your last birthday? Well, I hate to keep, I hate to keep being redundant, but I would spend it with my family. Wherever they are, whatever we were doing, I would want to be surrounded by family. Fabulous. What kind of music do you often listen to? I'm a standards kind of guy. I I, I like other types of music, but I I like a, a single artist, whether it be male or female, with a beautiful voice, singing a uh, solo a song solo. Uh, it could be, you know, Barbara Streisand type music or Frank Sinatra type music or Engelbert Humperdinck. Uh, it could be a folk song like Joan Baez uh, or uh, Bob Dylan. Uh, it could be Margaritaville. Uh, unfortunately, we just lost uh, him. Um, but a, a solo singer singing a beautiful song, uh, yeah. and 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 slow and slow better than fast. I like yeah, of course. I I like slower uh, uh, music where you can understand the lyrics. Absolutely. I always have, by the way. It it, it you know when everybody was listening to rock uh, back in in the sixties and seventies. I was listening to Sinatra and Andy Williams and <laughs> and Streisand, as I indicated. Olivia Newton-John. Uh, I I'm in love with Olivia Newton-John. Uh, I went to a concert and she sang uh, "I Honestly Love You" and looked right at me and I'm and I fell in love immediately. Ah, oh, okay. What a beautiful song that is. Oh yes. What is? I'm a, the... I'm a shower singer, by the way. I like I like I also like to sing. So, hmm. okay. What was the strangest dream you ever had? The strangest what I've ever had? Dream? Dr strangest dream you ever had? Well, I have trouble recalling my dreams, so I I, I I'm going to pass. I can't I can't. I, I'm not saying I have no dreams that I don't re that I that I remembered at the spot at the time. But I don't have any memories of specific dreams that that I could recall. I, I I know, for instance, I've had a few dreams about my father and my mother after they passed away, uh, and it, it I I would say to you that as someone who loved his parents, it's nice to dream about them. I hear their voice. I see their faces. I see them alive. And I recall having done so, but I don't recall specifics about the dream. Ah, that's all right. Yeah, I. Those times I don't recall my dreams, but uh, yeah, it's uh, it's pretty normal. It's relatable, I guess. I've never had a a, a remar such a remarkable dream that I remembered it, uh, and and you know lived to tell the tale, so to speak, or woke up in a sweat and. Uh, 
uh, in shock. That never happened to me. Yeah, of course. I, 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 I one exception. Because okay. uh, I, because I just, as we're talking, I just remembered this. I remember waking up suddenly from a dream where I was falling, and oh. you're gonna, you're going to hit the ground and die, and a psychologist and psychiatrist will tell you. I believe I could be wrong about this because I'm not a psychiatrist or a psychologist, but I remember when I recounted the experience that a person will never die in his, in his own dream. So what happens is you wake up in the midst of falling thinking you're about to die. And I would say that's my most terrifying memory from waking up in the middle of a dream. Oh, yes. I think I, re- I remember I had that dream once too. I was falling, and I was like, "Oh my gosh!" And then yeah, I would just woke up like, oh, "Okay." And you, and, 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 and you wake up and you wake up and thank God you woke up. Yes, exactly. <laughs> That's mad. But nothing, well, nothing, nothing paranormal or anything like that. I, nah, I, I, yeah, no, nothing scary. It's just no, no, poof, just, out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah. A rabid well, dog, a rabid dog chasing you, or something like that. I, I, you know that. I, I, although I don't know that I ever dreamed that, I'm just. <laughs> I, I could see I could see something like that. Yeah, but I, but too. I I have a specific memory of the falling experience that I described to you. Yeah, indeed. And that is all we have for this episode. It was great having you out now, Mark, talking about working as a lawyer at one point, and of course being an award-winning author writing nine thrillers it's and everything else has been fabulous well i thank you for having me you're welcome i enjoyed it It was a it was a it was a unique interview different than most of the other ones i have participated in so yes i would yeah i would certainly say the same thing (laughs) and until next time stay opinionated